Hey everybody, Chris Bassett here, and this is the I Drank Too Much This Weekend podcast. On this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about my trip to Mexico City. The Amish people smell like B.O. I saved a homeless guy's life, and apparently in Mexico they got submachine guns that stop you from stealing. Let's get into the pod. So I decided to take a trip solo to Mexico City. Why? Well, because it's warm, so this time of year, I'm off work, uh, it's cold here, warm down there. Uh, number two, think about moving. It's so much cheaper down in Mexico, it's like three to one. So, uh, you know, you could live pretty extra- extravagantly if you move down there. And then three, uh, Mexican women are more traditional-based. So I could get myself a Mexican wife, she could cook and clean for me, senor. <laughs> but, but yeah, so... You know, as I take, uh, start making plans, I'm looking at some of the uh, prices. So to fly out of Des Moines to Mexico City direct, it's like five, upper 500, like 500, 600 bucks. If I fly out of Chicago, uh, it's like 200 and something. So I I get the flight out of Chicago and then I don't want to pay for parking. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll drive to the train station in Burlington park the truck, and then take the Amtrak from Burlington to oh, uh, to Union Station. And it's like 30 bucks for the train. So it's a lot cheaper to do it that way. So yeah, so I uh, wake up, whatever it was, Monday morning. Uh, I drive down to Burlington, park the truck, and then I'm waiting in the train station. Um, I did find a few things that were pretty funny in the train station, so I'm waiting. And uh, I see a, a black guy and his son come in. And he's pretty disheveled, so it's like, I don't know if he's tired or he's stoned. I find out, well, I can smell the weed on him pretty hard, so he's stoned. <laughs> but I watched him uh, fuck with his suitcase for 20 minutes. I don't, he couldn't figure out how to fold the clothes and put the clothes in the suitcase and then zip it closed. <laughs> so the entire time I'm watching him, like, jump up and down on the suitcase. And his pants, every time he's jumping, his pants keep falling lower and lower. And apparently he forgot he's wearing his girlfriend's underwear. <laughs> so he had like pink floral underwear on. Uh, so it gave me a, a give me a kick. But then, um, you know, I'm, I'm watching the time and the train is later and later. You can go online and you can uh, like track the, the train. Well, apparently since the California Zephyr is coming from California, uh, it's an hour and a half late. Finally shows up. And, uh, you know, the way Amtrak does it is they, they give you a ticket at the, like the platform to seat you depending on where you're boarding and where you're going. So the, the the train conductor, um, he, he had the gay accent. So he was like, what's your name? And I'm like, Chris Bassett. And he's like, oh, like the actress. (laughs) I said, not like the dog, Bassett Hound. And so he laughed. And uh, I think he hooked it up then because he, he like switched the tickets. And he put me next to a hot college chick. So I was like, nice. The gay conductor knocking it out of the park for me. So I start trying to, t- you know, I sit down and I'm trying to talk to this girl. And she smiles and then immediately puts her earbuds in. I'm like, ow, strike out. <laughs> so... So we sit on the on the train, and uh, 
I'm just taking notice, right? I like to people watch. So apparently Amish transportation really loves trains because there was like 20 Amish people on the train. And I don't know if you know anything about Amish, but they hate deodorant. It's the devil. <laughs> so every Amish person smelled like B.O., except for one. I think there was one lady that was decent enough to rub apples and cinnamon in her armpits because she didn't stink. But uh, I didn't find it funny the Amish couple that was sitting just ahead of me, you know, since they're not allowed to use electronics, so no, they can't play on their phone or anything. Um, the Amish guy had like a Better Homes and Gardens magazine that was specifically for Amish people. It looked like horse and buggy version. And he was like... <laughs> <laughs> flipping the pages on the magazine like oh that's a nice buggy look at that horse but uh that was funny and then uh a few rows ahead uh, i watched an indian woman take off her shoes and socks and then walk around the train barefoot uh and then pick her nose and i think she was eating it so <laughs> so she didn't need a snack on the train uh, about halfway in through the train ride i had to use the bathroom so i went downstairs and go into the bathroom, and it's pretty crammed, right? It's really small, and I get in there to take a leak. Uh, I think I lock the door behind me, but, you know, as you're driving on the train, it's kind of rocking back and forth, and it shakes, and I hear, like, the door kind of get, like, it's getting pulled on, and it pops open, and there is a black lady in a wheelchair, and I kind of turn to the side a little bit, <laughs> and she's like, oh, sugar! <laughs> why didn't you lock the door? And I'm like, I did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she saw my dick. But so, so I'm like, I'll be done in a second. So I gotta, I gotta finish pissing with the door wide open. And then I step out and wash my hands, step out. And she's, uh, she's like, uh, can you close the door behind me? So I watch her like work her way out of her wheelchair and crawl up into the toilet. And then uh, I'm like, the door doesn't lock. So you'll have to lock it. And she's like, it's fine. <laughs> So she just, she pissed with the door wide open and there's a line outside. So I think there's like a Hispanic gentleman and I try to tell him in English, like, hey, close the door and lock it. And he just kind of looks at me with a blank stare. So he didn't understand. Um, but yeah, so the train ride, go ahead and get into Union Station. And uh, and then I have to make my way a few blocks over and get on the blue line, the subway. Because uh, then you take the blue line from like Clinton over to O'Hare Airport. And, uh, so I get, get in there and I'm talking to the, uh, the person that's running it and they're like, you have to buy a ticket. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go over to the con, there's like a console and you have to use exact change and it's like a touch screen. And so get a ticket after fumbling with it for a few minutes. Um, I say to her, I'm like, Hey, you can tell I'm not very, this is my first time. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> So get in uh, to the subway and I'm standing on the platform and I'm looking at the time and the train's got about three minutes left. And I'm standing behind like a pillar, like a brick pillar, and I hear a woman scream. So I look her direction and she hits the button. There's like an emergency button on the side. And I kind of you know jog over there and I'm like, what's going on? And there's a, a, a homeless man. I'm pretty sure he was on opioids or stone drunk, whatever, but he had stumbled because he was so close to the edge and fell off the platform and onto the tracks. So if you don't know about subways, there's uh, two rails that the train rides on, but then there's a third rail, which is electrified. Uh, you touch that third rail, you're basically, you know, burn up, you're dead. And so he fell down 
onto the tracks, and he was a couple feet away from the third rail, but, um, so I hollered down at him, you know, hey, can you get up by yourself, and he's so fucked up, he can't, and so I reach down, and I grab his hands, and I drag him up onto the platform, and then put him over on a bench, and then at that time, security comes down, and they're like, what's going on, and, you know, the woman explains, well, he fell off, and so then they start talking to him, but what what I think was, I grabbed my bare hands with his bare hands. So now I've got drugs or whatever all over my hands. So the first thing I got to do is lick my hands. Mmm, <laughs> drugs. <laughs> go, go wash my hands. But uh, I don't know if it was nerves or what, but once I start thought, thinking that, then my uh, neuroticism kicks in, and I'm like, oh, shit, my hands are tingly. <laughs> but, but so, yeah, um, I saved a homeless person's life. But the... Uh, the, the, I mean, the train was probably a, a couple minutes away, but he wasn't getting off the tracks by himself. So, yeah, he'd have been toast. I don't know. I don't know. But so, get to the airport. Or, sorry. So, I, I did, we get on the train, and uh, I sit towards the back. So, I would recommend if anybody rides a subway, you know, sit towards the middle of the car. Because the ends uh, is going to be where, like, the you know, suspicious behaviors take place. And so I was at the back, not knowing this, and not like I intentionally dress like a cop, but I have, <laughs> I have like tactical pants and my tactical boots, and I kind of look like a off-duty security or something. And I just like, I just prefer to kind of dress that way because the utility of it, all the pockets, all the, it's just, I like it. And this, the other benefit to that is people also assume I'm in some form of security. So it kind of keeps people behaved, or more likely, around me. And so a um, a homeless guy, black guy, comes up to me and he's like, Hey boss, you still on duty? <laughs> and I looked at him, I'm like, no, nope, I'm not on duty. And he's like, oh, good. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. So he's like, are you going to sit there? I said, no, you can have a seat. And so he sits at the very back of the train and I kind of reposition myself as people come off and on. And, you know, as the train's rocking back and forth, it's making clicking and clacking noises, but I can hear the guy like, you know, using a lighter and like aluminum foil. And I'm like, oh great. He's smoking crack on the train. So, so I get, I get off the train and go into the airport and, uh, the airport's huge. Uh, there's five different terminals and since I'm flying to Mexico City, uh, terminal number five is like the international flights. So I take the little little uh, tram or whatever over to terminal five, and there is a ton of different languages. Um, Russian, Indian, Dutch. Um, I do think it's funny that, you know, they say 90% of communication is nonverbal. And I was sitting down at like a little coffee place, getting a snack. And I think it was Polish, a Polish couple. And they were pointing and laughing at a lesbian couple. I heard the word, the word dyke <laughs> a few times. And then they were like making fun of the hair. They were making like gestures towards the hair. <laughs> so even, even like if you don't understand the haircut or the language, you still understand the haircut, I guess. Um, I did watch a little Asian girl. Uh, pushed like a huge cart of luggage around. She ran into multiple people and then like almost went down some stairs. So, hey, go figure, Asians can't drive. <laughs> but, but, um, 
so I continue to wait for my flight in the area on a bench. And of course, I just, I'm a magnet for crazy people. They love me. So this guy comes down and he sits next to me. Uh, he told me he was from Finland and he's been traveling the world, which he did show me his passport and he has been quite a few places. But a few weeks ago, he had a meeting with Donald Trump about Trump building a, ho a hotel chain in Finland. And I was like, oh yeah? Hmm, why are your teeth missing? <laughs> like, like, oh, your face is all beat up. You got a big old scab on your forehead like you fell down and you got a bunch of teeth missing but so uh he was also telling me he's like he's he's on a flight out of the country uh because the fbi was chasing him i'm like oh yeah huh they didn't notice that as you come through security that <laughs> that you're on the wanted list but so um he showed me his youtube channel. he's like i got a youtube channel and i was like oh really well me too we're both crazy <laughs> So, so he, he showed me some YouTube channel and said that he's co-owner and I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then, so, uh, after a little while, uh, he was like, I got to go smoke. I'm like, yeah, I bet you do. Why don't you have a nice evening? So, so he walked off and then, uh, I was like, I gotta go to bed. So I, <laughs> I, I was, um, you know, doing this really cheap. So I didn't uh, pay for a hotel. I'm just like, I'm going to sleep in the bench. Um, so I went to the airport bathroom and I brushed my teeth and then, uh, put my hoodie up and I took a nap. Hey, check out this advertisement real fast. So I set the alarm on my phone to go off before the plane starts boarding. And I do think it's interesting. So I did, I wake up and I'm starting to listen for the announcements. Um, I only know about a hundred words in Spanish, so I got to pick and choose from what I can hear. Um, I would suggest if you are going to learn, learn your numbers. Because then I could hear, like, group number dos. So group number two, okay. And then I know that's who I'm boarding, or that's when I'm boarding. But, yeah, the announcements are in English and Spanish when you're in America. But as you're coming back, it's only Spanish. Um, so, yeah, the, the plane boards uh, hop on and uh, fly into Mexico City. It's like a four-and-a-half-hour flight. Uh, I get in, and I paid before I left. Uh, you know, I talked to several service providers and they're like, no, you don't need to switch your SIM card. Uh, you know, just upgrade your coverage to include, uh, Mexico and Canada. So I paid for the upgrade and of course it didn't work. <laughs> so, so I get in, uh, to Mexico city and I use the airport's Wi-Fi so I can grab an Uber and then Uber from the airport to my hotel. Um, I will say that after I spent some time in Mexico City, I finally get uh, <laughs> uh, cell phone coverage, but it's like three and a half days later. Um, honestly, you don't really need it if you have access to Wi-Fi. Um, I downloaded before I went. I used uh, offline maps. So I used Google, and in the s spots I was planning on traveling, I downloaded offline maps, and that worked out great. And then anytime you need to do anything... Uh, and then I had an offline translating app. So I downloaded an app for my phone that has offline that you can type, you know, Spanish to English, English to Spanish. And that way you can communicate. But uh, um, other than that, yeah, I didn't really use the Internet outside of like Wi-Fi. But so anyway, OK, so I get the Uber and I go ahead, uh, say hello to the guy, jump in it and the traffic in Mexico City is crazy. 
literally like uh, nine million people, <laughs> and the they're just the cars are weaving in and out of each other. There's basically no turn signals, no nothing. You just basically cut over into other lanes of traffic. There's motorcycles zipping in and out everywhere, and uh, I did think it was funny that my my Uber guy drives like a maniac. So I do see signs <laughs> on the road that have speed limits. And then signs that also say, please respect the speed limit. So apparently speeding is an option <laughs> or going under the speed limit. You're like, ah, whatever. But so we're flying in and out of traffic and we go flying past a, a car that says Policia. I'm like, oh, there's a cop car. And we cut the cop car off. <laughs> like, ah, oh, nice. So the guy does get me to the hotel. I uh, get out and I tip him like, thank you so much. I check into the hotel, and they speak both English and Spanish, but I did have the translator app. Um, so I'm staying at a hostel, and a hostel is like a big group room. So I have seven other roommates. We're all in you know different beds, uh, bunk beds and stuff, uh, but we share a bathroom. So uh, that's a problem later on in the story, so I'll tell you about that. But the the place is nice, and there's a lot of foreigners, right, because it, since it's a hostel, uh, it's cheap. It's like uh, $200 for the week. And so uh, not a bad price point if you're willing to suffer with other other people. But everybody was decent. So I check in and then I go ahead and I go for a walk around the Capitol. And the first thing I notice is that I feel tall for the first time in my life. Um, <laughs> or at least average, above average, because I'm looking and I'm actually like, my head is over other heads. I'm like, wow, that's <laughs> that never happens in the United States. Um, I still see a lot of people like smoke. So there's still quite a few people that um, smoke either rolled cigarettes, which weed is legal, uh, like a, a rolled cigarette or something. But there's signs everywhere that like no smoking. So you can't smoke in businesses or anything. And then I still see like a quite a few people wear masks. So like 40% of the people are still wearing the masks. Um, I don't know, it's probably just a good idea because it's so there's so many people. But I didn't, but so, uh, as I'm walking around downtown, I notice uh, it smells amazing because there's fresh baked bread, uh, there's food vendors that are cooking meat and the food vendors are everywhere. Like literally like every 10 feet, it seems like. Um, and I, I guess that's why it's so cheap down there, uh, because everybody's in competition because you have so many other competitors, it's driving the price of food down. So it's like 25 cents for a bag of chips. Um, 30 cents for Coca-Cola. You can buy an entire meal for like $3. So, um, that's, you know, the price of food's great. Uh, even though there's food everywhere, uh, I still don't see like a lot of fat Mexicans. Uh, in the United States, it's probably like 50 or 60% of people's overweight. And down there, it's more like 10 or 20. I don't, I really don't see too many overweight people. But even though they're eating like a lot of carbohydrates, like rice, beans, tortillas, um, I'm pretty sure they stay slim because I see Mexicans run everywhere. Like I'm walking fast and they're flying past me. <laughs> so uh, while I'm walking around downtown, uh, you know, the shops, whether it's a restaurant or a business, they try to get you to come in and they start like barking. They're like, Burr! I can't understand what they're saying, but they're yelling, they're yelling and then they give business cards. And this one area downtown had like uh, prescription eyeglasses, one after the other, after the other, like literally like six in a row. And so I kept getting these cards and I'm like, 
I want to be like, hey, dickhead, does it look like I wear glasses? Like, just look at my face. Why would I need this? And I so, but no, you don't do that. You just say, gracias, and then keep walking. But uh, something else I thought was funny, too, was in the higher end of the downtown area, um, you know, there's clothing stores that are really nice. There's jewelry and electronics. And in the more expensive stores, there's armed security guards that stand out front. So, I mean, it, the whole area is highly policed, but I saw multiple, like, security with, like, MP5s, like, submachine guns just standing out in front of, like, a jewelry shop. <laughs> so, like, hey, that's cool. I mean, I'm sure it really does deter theft because you just get fucking shot. But, yeah, that was that was super interesting. And then the other thing that I thought was pretty funny was, since I'm from the Midwest... Uh, I'm used to being colder, or not, but I'm acclimated to the temperature. And, you know, back home right now, it's in the 30s, it's snowing. Um, so down here in Mexico, it's like 70, 80 degrees. Um, so I'm walking around in t-shirt and shorts. Um, but a lot of the locals are still wearing pants and jackets at 80 degrees. And as I'm looking around, out of hundreds of people, I'm the only person wearing shorts. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so... Um, I do some more walking around, uh, at the Capitol and there's some kind of protest going on. Uh, they had like, uh, a bus with like speakers and then people talking, then people carrying signs and I don't really speak a lot. So I could only make out a few words. And from what I could understand was that it was like a protest f for better wages for teachers, which is cool. I sat down on the bench and I just kind of watching and, uh, there was like, uh, a SWAT team of all female officers, literally, I don't know, 20 or 30 of them like lined up, but they were all chicks and they're all tiny. They're all like four foot 10. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? But so, but so they're all, um, standing in line and I'm looking at the one on the corner and I notice she's looking at a couple down the street and the couple is making out. It's like two, uh, a man and a woman and, they're like passionately kissing. And so I look back and forth and the female officer is like getting all emotional. She starts like crying. <laughs> like, and that just goes to show you why women can't be cops. But so, but so like, that was weird. I don't know why you get all choked up after that. But so the pro the protest goes on for a little bit. I get bored and I walk off and I go sit in like the central park area and, uh, you know, as I'm sitting alone, a homeless guy comes over and I don't speak English. So it's just like, lo siento, no hablo espanol. Like, I'm sorry, I don't speak any Spanish. And, uh, so he's very persistent and keeps like making motions to his mouth, which is like, I want food. So see kids, if you do try hard enough, your dreams come true. And he wanted a sandwich. So, <laughs> so, so I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's go get some lunch. And so, uh, him and I, walk over to like a little court food court area and uh I, i'm pretty sure it was a racket because it they charged me you know we each got a drink and we each got a sandwich it was eight dollars a drink and sixteen dollars a sandwich and nowhere else has it been that expensive so i think what he does is he's working in cahoots with the shop and uh, they they bring in unsuspecting foreigners and give them the american special and then he gets some profits i mean the food was good but i was just like all right have a good day and then he said he was gonna he made like the nap motion with his hands like i'm gonna go lay down i'm like all right see you later but um uh, i did have to walk over to the uh the local walmart which is called medimart uh, I wanted to buy some protein shakes for breakfast 
and then a towel because the uh, the hotel didn't provide towels. So I walked you know a few blocks over, went into the Walmart, and one thing that I did think was pretty cool was uh, the Walmart in Mexico sells motorcycles. <laughs> so that's nice. I was like, hey, buy a bike, go for a ride. Uh, so I get back to my hotel, and uh, I meet one of the roommates. He's Canadian, and he's here to fix his teeth because it's a quarter of the price uh, what it is in Canada. So I thought Canada had like socialized medicine and they pay for stuff, but apparently you still have to pay. And he just said it was really expensive. So yeah, he's saving 75% by going down to Mexico to get your teeth fixed. But he said he took the bus around town and he actually got lost because of the language barrier. And they kept giving him the wrong directions. He kept taking the, the wrong bus and it took him three hours to get back to the hotel. Like, yeah, it sucks for you guy. <laughs> That's it for this episode of the podcast. Hey, check out part two for more diarrhea. Um, Also, I'm selling uh, t-shirts and koozies, tumblers, chrisbassettcreator-spring.com. Buy a sticker. It'll help me out. Also, if you are interested in supporting without buying anything, uh, I have an Amazon link down in the description. Use that link and do your regular shopping, and then it kicks a couple of pennies my way at no extra cost to you. Really appreciate it. Later, masturbators.